Well, the Federal Communications Minister is facing calls to step down from the role after allegations she accepted significant donations from gambling company Sportsbet in the lead-up to last year's federal election. Nine newspapers is reporting the gambling giant donated almost $19,000 to support the then Shadow Minister's election campaign between March and May last year. The Communications Minister holds responsibility for the Interactive Gambling Act and uh, the Australian Communications and Media Authority. Minister Rowland says she made all the right disclosures. I have and will continue to comply with the disclosure requirements of the AEC, the Register of Members' Interests and the Ministerial Code of Conduct. On harm minimisation, my record and labours, both in opposition and in government, is strong. We are committed to reducing harms from online gambling and we are implementing a national self-exclusion register. Now, I should say donations for the last financial year only need to be disclosed to the Australian Electoral Commission if they exceed the $14,500 mark. Uh, joining me now in the Canberra studio is independent MP Andrew Wilkie. He says the Minister's position is untenable. He's long been calling for donation reform. Uh, welcome to you. G'day, Andy. Minister Rowland maintains she has complied with all the requirements. Are you satisfied with her response? No, I'm not, Andy. Um, I mean, it is true that Michelle has complied with the Australian Electoral Commission requirements as far as disclosure goes. Um, and among other things, this whole episode shows how inadequate they are, that we only know that these donations from Sportsbet were made to Michelle just before the election because Sportsbet actually disclosed them because the obligations on them are more stringent. Um, but th this is about a lot more than whether or not uh, Minister Rowland complied with the Electoral Commission rules. This is all about... Um, uh, you know, were there errors of judgment in that she thought it was uh, proper to when she this, now this is before the election she's not the minister but she is the Labor Party spokesperson on communications um, and would have had every expectation of if they won the if they won the election she would become the minister for communications. Maybe she wasn't that hopeful of, of winning. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I think she was travelling pretty well and you know she's a, she's a big figure in the Labor Party you know with a bright future she had every reason to um, hold out strong hope that she would be the minister for communications. Um, uh, so, you know, it beggars belief that she thought it was okay uh, as someone who was about to be responsible for the Interactive Gambling Act, as someone who even back then was responsible for the formulation of policy within the Labor Party. It beggars belief that she thought it was okay to accept sizeable donations from Sportsbet, one of the gambling companies that she would be responsible for as the minister. So, look, at, at least it was uh, a poor judgment. Uh, it was obviously uh, going to always be a problem with the conflict of interest. And there's also the issue that the uh, code of conduct for ministers in this new parliament, she's uh, at odds with them with at least two sections of that, something the government denied when we debated a motion on this late today. But when I read the, uh, the new government's code of conduct, I see she's clearly in breach of that code of conduct by accepting donations from one of the companies she has uh, ministerial responsibility for regulating. Um, and I would add, this is also uh, something that we need to look at, uh, the pattern of behaviour. Because Michelle, when she was Labor spokesperson and since the election as minister, she's also enjoyed quite a bit of hospitality from other Australian gambling companies. You say in your own admission that she followed the process. Does this come down to that tried old area of passing the pub test or not? Well, it does come down to the pub test and this fails. Um, and I've already had quite a bit of feedback to my office and to me personally today from members of the community right around the country who are outraged at this. Um, they're, not, they're not fussed about the AEC rules. They know the AEC rules are inadequate. All they see 
is that a minister who has legal responsibility for regulating a sector is accepting hospitality and gifts from that sector. Um, now, you know, I know Michelle a little. She's a thoroughly decent person. Uh, you know, I would expect her to act properly. But, but what about the perception of the conflict of interest? How can we have confidence in ministers and the government when the perception is that uh, donations are being received improperly? Many might not really fully understand that the communications minister has such a purview over online gambling in this country. The minister is directly responsible for the legislation that Sportsbet acts under. The minister says her commitment to reducing harm from online gambling is clear. She's currently overseeing the implementation of self-exclusion or a self-exclusion register to allow consumers to exclude themselves from all interactive gambling services. This has been delayed for years do you have confidence in her ability to lead these and other online gambling reforms now that you know about these donations? Uh, well, no, I've lost confidence in Michelle Rowland as the Minister for Communications, and, and that's why I moved a motion this afternoon um, calling on her to come down to the uh, come back to the chamber immediately and to explain herself, and or calling on the Prime Minister uh, to sack her from the Ministry. Which hasn't happened, I should add. What message does that send uh, about integrity and transparency of donations? Well, Anthony Albanese has made much of the fact that his government's going to clean up politics in Canberra, and I applaud that. And uh, again, I've got a lot of time for Anthony Albanese too, but uh, that claim is discredited by the failure to act in this case because, um, you know, regardless of whether or not these donations uh, have any uh, influence, the fact is ministers should not, must not, and according to the Code of Conduct, must not be accepting donations and gifts from companies that are within their area of, of responsibility. What other sports gambling companies do you understand the Minister to have received hospitality from? Well, her register of interests, uh, both before the election and after the election, um, shows a, a number of, uh, of episodes of hospitality from Tabcorp, uh, from Star, uh, The Star, um, from at least one media company, uh, and there are others. Now, to be fair to Michelle, she has declared them. Um, quite rightly, she's declared them in her register of interest. So it, it, it meets the rule, strictly speaking, but this is more than just meeting the rule. This is about someone having the good sense and sound judgment to, to not do something which is improper. It might meet the rules, but it's improper. And it also fuels that, uh, that belief in the community that politicians have conflicts of interest. Independent uh, Andrew Wilkie is here talking about calls for donation reform on RN Drive. On the other side of politics, the coalition received $143,000 from Sportsbet alone, while $135,000 went to Labor uh, more broadly. What does it say about the adequacy of current disclosures that we don't know how that money was specifically used? Uh, indeed. And, and this episode today with Michelle Rowland is a, is a really good reminder of the need for deep reform. Uh, and to that end, next Monday, I'm tabling a private member's bill in the House of Representatives that seeks to do just that. Um, and it's quite, a, it's quite a hefty document that looks to reform uh, many aspects of donation and expenditure. Um, for example, it would lower the, uh, the threshold for disclosure from its current, uh, well, in fact, its index, so it's over $15,000 now. Um, the benchmark was $14,500. Um, this bill would lower the threshold for disclosure to $1,000. Um, it would require near real-time disclosure by the, um, by the parties and uh, reporting by the AEC. Um, it would expand the definition of donation to, to really capture any act or gift or, or money 
that's spent by anyone that has the effect of materially benefiting a candidate or a political party. Some real-time disclosures are already in place in several states, I understand. So, so to a bans on accepting donations from gambling companies. So is this, would this go to correct a patchwork of existing legislation? Uh, this would go to correct the federal legislation. Um, as you say, different jurisdictions have different rules. Some are good, some are bad. My home state of Tasmania has dreadful state-based uh, political donation laws, although the state government is pledged to to fix that. Um, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the federal legislation. The bill also goes on. It would it would uh, uh, ban. Uh, unsavoury sources of donations, uh, such as the gambling industry, the tobacco industry, uh, alcohol industry, uh, fossil fuel industries. Um, it would also, uh, and this is really significant, it would seek to limit the gross amount of donations that any one individual or legal entity can give over the three-year electoral cycle to $50,000. So any donor, you know, let's say a big corporate, big mining company, it can only give a total of $50,000 over three years in all of its political donations to all recipients. The bill would also uh, cap political uh, expenditure. It would cap expenditure uh, on a Senate candidate's campaign at $500,000. So let's say the Liberal Party is running six candidates in New South Wales, six candidates by $500,000. It means the Libs could only spend a total of $3 million on that campaign. It would also cap expenditure on House of Representatives candidates at $250,000. Now, listeners might think they are eye-watering amounts of money, but they're actually a tiny fraction of what is currently being spent. Mm. What's being spent in this country at the moment, millions upon millions of dollars in, in individual seats, including by some crossbenchers. I think most people would regard that as at least unethical uh, and also at risk of um, buying influence. Be interested to see the support your private members bill gathers next week. Andrew Wilkie is the independent member for Clark. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Andy. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.